ever asked your horse to work in, I suppose, a more long and low sort of a shape? And if you have, did you experience that lovely springy swinging feeling underneath here? It's like this fantastic kind of moment of suspension. It's, it's just magic, really, that happens underneath you. Or did your horse maybe get a little bit confused begin to fall onto the forehand or maybe just begin to get faster and faster well guys this week on daily strides we are going to be covering how to actually work your horse long and low hi there my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to daily strides where we make these audio horse riding lessons for you that you can listen to either from the back of your horse or in the car on the way to your horse wherever it suits you what we do every week we take a topic to do with horse riding we break it down chuck it down um, at the Monday what you're listening to now a lesson is generally an overview and then from there on in the rest of the week we go step by step through how to actually achieve this with your horse using different exercises and as I said you can listen while you are riding which means that it's almost like having a riding instructor in the arena with you so there's five lessons on this topic and if you want more information you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com the other thing you can do is you can sign up for the 30-day rider fitness challenge it is 100% free you can do that over at 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com and uh, help get your side of the team in the best shape you can be so as you and your horse can perform to the best of your abilities but enough with that let us get on with today and talking about this long and low so what is long and low well basically Long and low involves stretching and elongating your horse's top line right from basically the back hoof right the way across his back to the tip of his nose, okay? So if you can imagine, you're going to stretch it right the way along. Now, the thing is, when you're stretching it, you don't want just a long, straight stretch. We're looking for more of an arc, okay? Almost like a rainbow, okay? And what it does is, we're often hearing of, we're always talking about suppling our horse and how we want our horses supple. And, you know, it, it obviously allows them to move better, just like ourselves. And we can get more flexion and later more strength and more balance and everything but the thing is when we talk about suppling we're often talking about more lateral suppling and the nice thing about working long and low is that you're actually working your horse well you're asking your horse to to begin suppling himself or to use himself a little bit differently and it's more in a longitudinal way so you're getting that nice suppleness both ways with your horse so that's why it is a great exercise to work into your uh, schooling with your horse. Now, a lot of people will use it when they are warming up, which is fantastic because what you're doing is you cannot ride long and low. Your horse cannot work long and low if there's excess tension there in the muscles. So working like this helps your horse to relax because this is what it comes from, this relaxation. So then he can use his back as he is going. So a lot of people use for warming up. However, if you were maybe to try it for the first time with your horse, I would suggest more so cooling down. And I'll talk about that just now in a second. So first and foremost, before you start, it is really, really important to have a contact with your horse's mouth, okay? And this contact has to be maintained all the way through riding this with your horse. So a lot of people have a little bit of a misconception around this. They tend to throw the reins at the horse. There you go, buddy. And all that does is, first of all, it sometimes catches your horse by surprise and you think, 
thinks, holy moly, what's going on here? But then the other thing that happens is your horse tends to go into the forehand. And bearing in mind as well that, you know, it does take a certain amount of strength on your horse's part to be able to work long and low for any length of time. So initially you would only ask for a few strides at a time, but even with those few strides, you want to make sure that you are maintaining the contact all the while, okay? And what's important is that you have to keep following with your hands as your horse is working long and low. Now, your horse should also maintain rhythm. He should maintain balance. And very importantly, he should keep going forward okay so he is not you'll often see again with the long and low people get so caught up always in what the front end is doing that they completely begin to ignore what the back end is doing but it all comes from the back end your horse has to be pushing forward from behind in order to then come up through his back and then connect to the front so if you can imagine what you're actually looking for with your horse is that his back begins to resemble a rainbow and you're just going to be perched on top of that rainbow and if you could imagine the the stripes the color stripes on a rainbow going right the way from one end of that rainbow right the way around to the other end it's the same principle with your horse if at any point those color stripes are blocked or they are not making it fully all the way through connection wise well then it's not a true rainbow and the same goes for your horse as well okay now the big problem is that there's uh, riders tend to have a couple of different variations on the movement that definitely don't help their horse. And first and foremost is that there is no forward energy or impulsion, okay? So your horse needs this. The hindquarters have to be stepping and reaching up underneath your horse, and he has to be pushing off from every step in order to do this. Now, when he's not doing that, it is the equivalent of a carbon in front wheel drive, which he's pulling himself along using his shoulder as opposed to rear wheel drive where he's pushing himself along using his back end okay horses who are in front wheel drive cannot then lift up their front end they're not able to elevate the front end and there's no real support for the suspension part to happen okay so you have to make sure that your horse is definitely pushing from behind and that even while you're riding long and low that you are maintaining that all the time now another problem that we'll often see when riders are trying this is that uh, as i just mentioned throwing the reins at the horse and it's almost like you're, you're telling the horse there's the reins buddy have a stretch eh um that's not going to work <laughs> you know all the time when riding your job up there is to make sure that everything is connected up okay now if you've thrown away your reins you're not going to have that connection because you don't have your contact anymore so you must rather try and think for that your horse has to stretch down into the contact okay now this is also important because sometimes you'll see that the horse is stretching down but he's actually hollowing out his neck you want to make sure that you have that arc. Think of the rainbow all the way through it, okay? If, you, you know, the rainbow doesn't have a bump at the end, which will what happen if your horse is hollowing his head and neck out the opposite way. He might indeed have it stretched down, but if he's not continuing on that lovely arc, it is not true and, and he's not moving correctly, okay? So you have to have the contact there. 
you have to make sure that you're following with the contact and that you are, I suppose, being very intuitive in how you're using your contact. Of course, it goes without saying that you do have to have an independent seat and also, I would say, nice hands and have a good understanding of contact and of your hands before you would ask your horse to do this, okay? So you want your reins and your hands to be following with your horse all the time, not before, okay? The last thing I just wanted to caution you on quickly here is uh, you thinking that by somehow you stretching yourself <laughs> forward and down, you're going to help it. You're not, okay? First of all, you're going to unbalance uh, your horse and yourself. But secondly, when you start to shift your weight forward, you're now no longer light in the saddle anymore. And you're actually blocking your horse's back from rising up to meet you. So I mentioned at the very beginning that it's almost like this magic feeling happening underneath you when you get this. And it is. But if you are being heavy, which you're going to be if you've completely collapsed your core and your I suppose all the muscles down there by the front, if you've collapsed everything, you are not going to be able to then lift yourself up and carry yourself. And your horse is not then, it is, well, basically you're going to block everything. You're going to become like a bit of a sack of potatoes up there. And you're going to block everything and he's not going to be able to engage himself enough to lift up his back to meet you, okay? So rather think of you're riding when you're riding this as your horse is stretching and elongating himself but you are going to be doing the same except you're going to be more stretching up so as your horse then is coming up underneath you to meet you with the saddle okay now I mentioned at the very beginning that I do suggest first of all trying this with your horse when you are finished working and your horse is cooling down for two reasons first of all your horse should be more relaxed then because he'll be a little bit tired so you can use that to your advantage and then secondly he will want to stretch out all those muscles that you've maybe had a little bit contracted and that you've been using while you've been working him okay so it's nice for him to do that now you can work long and low in all three gates. You can do it in walk, trot, and canter. However, I personally think the trot is the easiest gate to get it in. Uh, often what happens with the walk is that the walk is actually not moving forward enough. And while the horse, he is maybe technically stretching his head and neck down, he's actually not really pushing forward. So there is a disconnect there um, with the energy-wise. And I find my canter can tend to get a little bit fast. So the trot is a nice place to start in um, when you're doing it. The other thing I suggest is getting onto a circle, purely because you've got that inside back leg coming in underneath you, and it sits you more naturally to keep working, to creating energy with your um, inside leg and then to holding it with the outside hand, which you have to keep doing. Again, it all comes from this maintaining this forward movement and then maintaining the contact as well, which is really, really important, okay? Using your horse's ability to supple and to flex himself um, through his head and neck and pole, that is how you can actually encourage your horse to then begin to stretch down as well, okay? And you can do this through your hands. Sometimes I find it might be better to show a marked difference in what you're doing. So maybe you can open your hands out a little bit and then just make sure that when you are stretching your hands down, okay? So when you're stretching, so your, your horse is going to be stretching
stretching down and you're following, but you're not going to collapse. So what you want is that there's a very, very slight allowance of the rein through your fingers, but you're not throwing the reins, you're keeping the contact, but you're allowing him to take the contact, okay? So, you, so you're holding it, it is there, it is yours, you're not throwing it at him at all. But as you're doing that, Bear in mind that you want to keep a nice straight line from your elbow down through your arm, through your wrist, through your hand, all the way to the bit. And this will involve you having to then drop your hand as your horse begins to stretch down more and more with his head and neck, okay? Now, really, really important, do not straighten your elbows. If you straighten your elbows, you're going to end up your arms are just going to jar your horse basically and you're actually going to end up punishing your horse for um, stretching down into the contact. Remember you want that lovely soft contact there and um, a light contact so as your horse is then he trusts you enough to reach down into that contact. Last thing I want to say is that as I mentioned at the beginning, it, this is quite difficult for some horses to do initially because I think a lot of horses have been trained to go one way and not really use their back. This way they're really they're getting this nice roundness through their back, all the way through their back. So maybe start off by doing through two or three strides and then stretching it out further uh, the amount of time you do it. Just try and keep consistent all the way through with the rhythm that your horse isn't going, um, maybe speeding up or slowing down and also balance wise. And bring it back to basics if you're finding that it struggles. Some people find it better to do some half halts um, through it and then later instead of a half halt, actually putting their leg on and just um, asking almost for that half of a half halt to ask for the horse to begin to stretch down. But again, it does depend on your horse and we are going to be going through this more and more all this week. So if you would like to join us, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and you can follow us day by day as we tackle this, was well, quite a big topic this week. Have an absolutely super day. Thank you for listening and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Bye.